record. Uh, tantalus. So, uh, from, uh, just let me finish talking about Tantalus. <laughs> okay. Uh, Tantalus is a figure from Greek mythology who was the rich but wicked king of Sipolis for attempting to serve his own son at a feast with the gods. He was punished by Zeus to forever go thirsty and hungry in Hades despite being stood in a pool of water and almost within reach of a fruit tree. So this is parent of Zeus? Impossible. <laughs> Impossible to be done? His children is Pelops. <laughs> his children is Pelops. That's a fun his, sentence. Uh, his children is Pelops. Oh no, you're going out. Wait, why? No, it's normal. You're bl- you're blinking on the uh, the recording. Like every oh. so often, you'll fade out. Weird. I'm I'm connected oh. to Ethernet and everything. This time. His children is Pelops. 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 His children is it is it better? Am I am I no longer blinking in and out? Yeah, you're fine for now. What did you do? I uh I think I was on Wi-Fi, but I had Ethernet connected, so I turned Wi-Fi off, so we're on Ethernet City, baby. Interesting. I caught half of that. Zero credits. Welcome back to Zero Credits, the show where we talk about things. My name's Henry. And my name is John. And together we're Henry and John coming at you to discuss the cultural happenings of the zeitgeist. John, I thought I would shake up this episode a little bit and start us out with like one of those philosophical questions that, that monks meditate over to try to find nirvana, if anything I learned in high school history class slash religion was true. Uh, so I just have a little a little question that we can ponder and maybe discuss at, on our road to to finding center. Oh, wait, is Are this you ready? the part I was supposed to engage with? The, okay. <laughs> no, <well>. Yes. <laughs> this is the prompt. This is the prompt that sets the... No, okay, okay, here we go. Okay, so I've responded to the prompt. Gotcha. All right, no, no, no. <laughs> What's coming up next is the prompt, John. Engage with that. Don't okay. engage... This is the lead into the prompt. All right. Gotcha. Play, uh, you're going you're gonna to turn this into a bit, but this is a real serious question that I really want to discuss with you on the podcast. I feel like people will gain a lot of from this discussion. And if you do a little bit, like if you do a bit about like, oh, I already thought I engaged with the prompt. I didn't know this was the prompt. I feel like it's going to diminish just the, the, what people can get out of this bit. Okay, I mean, out understood. of this, out of this discussion. Understood. Responded to the prompt. Got it. Okay. So are you ready for the question, John? Okay, this is the question. I'm responding. Yes, I'm ready for the question. <laughs> no, no, this isn't the question, John. 
Um, okay, you're doing it again. <laughs> I'm just trying to set up the question. I'm trying to set up a, a transition from me explaining what's going to happen to actually carrying out what I'm saying I'm going to do. And I'm, I just, I need a little bit of transition from those two states so that we can really engage on like a deeper level, a philosophical level, and really ponder this question I'm going to ask. I, we're on the same page. All right. So you're ready then? Yes. In answering your question, yes, I am ready. And I and have fulfilled my obligation. <laughs> you're, going, you're going to engage in the prompt that I ask next, right? Yes, I have engaged in the prompt, as you have asked. <laughs> the prompt hasn't happened yet, John. It hasn't happened yet. It's going to happen in the future. Not now, but I'm going to ask... Okay, I'm going to ask you two questions. Okay. All right. First question. Are you ready for the question? Yes. Second question. Yes. No, I haven't asked it yet. I haven't asked it yet, John. Okay. All right. Have you ever seen the movie, uh, Pixar movie Cars? Oh, Cars? Yeah, have you ever seen Cars? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Okay, I never have. So the uh, the question I'm going to ask pertains to Cars. And I, so I just, you know, you, you might have more context uh, than I do on this, which is why I'm asking you. To engage with the prompt, all right? <laughs> the next question I'm going to ask is the prompt, and if you could engage with it, that would be great. I am unclear. You said I would answer two questions. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I've asked more questions. I'm just saying the next question I'm going to ask, will you answer it and discuss with me possible answers? Yes, the next question that you ask, I will answer and discuss. All right. Since the Pope exists in the Cars universe, Car Jesus must have existed. What kind of car do you think he would have been? Uh, John, you said you would. You said you wouldn't do a bit. You said you would engage with the prompt. He said you would engage with it and, and discuss it. That was the prompt. What I what I just asked was the prompt. So now's the time to engage. What kind of car do you think Car Jesus would have been? Wait, the Pope's in cars? Apparently. Oh, the Pope Mobile. Right? Ah, so that does imply no nay prove the existence of Car Jesus unless we, we accept that Car Jesus never existed. But then why would there be a Pope? Why is there a Pope now, baby? Atheism. What I, I mean, I get what you're saying, but historically the church has existed because of the belief that there is, was like a Christ figure. And so we could ostensibly draw the same assumptions about Disney Pixar's uh, Cars world that the Pope mobile suggests a, an organized religion based off a historical figure known as Car Jesus I'm just asking, what model of car would Car Jesus possibly hypothetically been? Now, are we talking about some biblical Car Jesus or a historical Car Jesus? So I'm framing this in the historical context so that 
I'm trying to take away the angle that uh, you're atheist, so you don't care about the question. Uh, so from a historical standpoint, what type of car would Car Jesus would have been to inspire later uh, centuries down the line, there is, in fact, a car pope? Hmm. I'm going to have to go with BMW. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, why? Uh, because it stands for uh, Believe Me Welp. <laughs> so... <With BM. laughs> yep, because it stands for <laughs> Be- Believe Me Welp. Believe Me Welp. So you think uh, maybe to draw some historical similarities to organized religion in the past, you think that Jesus strong ar- historical car Jesus strong armed people into believing him <laughs> through his his model of BMW. You know, we all know that every every vehicle you know Ford found on road dead. Right, right, right. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Fiat. Fix it again, Tony. Yeah, fix it again, Tony. Which, you know, in light of the things going on in culture, maybe that one needs a retune. Yeah, probably a lot of them are predicated on race, but believe me, Welp, not. Uh, So my father-in-law tells the story of... uh, So General Motors used to be called GMC. And uh, the joke around the the shop would be, uh, give me a chain, because the chains would always run out on their cars. Uh Uh-huh. I gotcha. Oh, so you think he's a GMC like a give me a crucifixion. (laughs) That wasn't what I was suggesting. I was suggesting that the deeper truths of the world are found and the made-up initialisms for uh, car brands. You know, I really hate that I said BMW because now I know what he was. Oh, well, oh, okay. Uh, a shift in your your beliefs. What 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 do you believe now? Yeah, uh, a historical Jesus. Is... Okay, wait. Back <laughs> back it up. A biblical okay. Jesus is a BMW. A believe me, whelp. Right. Uh, but of course, uh, a historical Jesus is a uh, Chrysler. <laughs> That's a real. Oh, okay. I feel like we found the answer. <laughs> oh, it's really good, and the fact that I pose this as a, uh, a philosophical question when it clearly had a punchline waiting in the wings. Dang. I could have set this up as a joke, John. Wow, you mean we could have had a joke to start the episode? Yeah, wouldn't that have been novel? That would have been neat. Now, I want to stress to you, John, that was not the setup to a joke. I I honestly thought we could have a, a deep and meaningful conversation about what model of car Car Jesus would, would have been. Uh, but I feel like comedy, as always... Trump's philosophy every time. 
Uh, now, of course, we we don't want to get into uh, what kind of car his father would have been. Oh, Joseph. Oh no, uh, his his father upstairs. <laughs> I don't know. know if they lived. I don't know if they lived in a two story house, John. Oh no, I mean his in the clouds, in 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 the clouds, car man. I, I don't know what you're saying. Are, are you referring to the historical Jesus or the biblical Jesus? Uh, biblical Jesus. My cat oh, okay. to escape. Uh, he would have been a god. <laughs> that's dumb. That's, oh, that's real dumb. Hold on, I have to let my cat escape. Okay. This is great podcast content. Bean. It doesn't get much better than this, to be honest. Bean. Folks, we got a real bummer of a show for you tonight. Hope you're ready to strap in, because it's been a weird couple of weeks. John's letting his cat out. John's letting his cat out of the room right now, so... But I'm just letting you know, we we just we have a real downer of a show. It's going to be a real shit show. I'm back. Um, oh, oh, hi, John. I was telling the audience that uh, it's going to be a great show. We have a great show tonight. We got a great show lined up for you. Musical guest. Yeah, we got musical guest, uh, Tom Petty. Mm-hmm. See you live. No heartbreakers. No, no heartbreakers. No, yeah, no. Tom Petty without the heartbreakers. So prepare to have your hearts mended. Yeah, we are, uh, we are having Tom Petty as a musical guest because our moods are free-falling. Oh, man. I was... All right, I'll, I'll come clean with you, Joan. When you were letting your cat out, I was telling the uh, the audience, our, our dear fans, that uh, we we have a shit show for them tonight. It's gonna be real bad. And now that you're 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 on board too, it's just gonna be a bad show. But I just had a thought that might pick us up, John. Oh, what if Tom Petty never like made a deal with the Heartbreakers, but like they just kept following him around, and he's always been trying to escape them. I mean that's true of um, uh, Mumford and Sons. Uh, Mumford and Sons. He had all those sons, and they follow him around playing like uh, washboards and hurdy gurdies and shit. Yeah, he just wants to sing about lion men. Yeah, the one Mumford and Sons song anyone knows. Uh, there's also "Wait for You." Is that a? Uh... No, that's uh, that's also. I think that's also part of Little Lion Man. I don't know. No, you're right. I, I don't know, man. I just like the idea of Tom Petty. He like he he books a gig, and let's say I don't know Miami, Florida, and he arrives on his plane, and he's like he before he gets off his private charter jet, he's like looking left, he's looking right. The tarmac is clear. The coast is clear. His bodyguards have cleared out the airport. He's like, all right, I'm fine. Finally, I've outrun him. He gets to his hotel. He checks in. I assume rock stars have to check into their hotels themselves. Otherwise, it's hotel fraud. And so, like, he gets in his room and, like, he, 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 he goes through his pre show ritual. He gets ready. He gets all the smelling salts. I don't know what rock stars put on their face. I don't know if you can put smelling salts on your face. And he like he gets ready. He meditates as all rock stars do. And uh, is Tom Petty a rock star? Sure. Okay. So and then he like he gets to the venue. It's the Miami Dolphin 
stadium. He's booked it solid. It's show completely sold out. The marquee just says Tom Petty. No hint of heartbreakers. And like he, he gets the five minutes and he's like, thank you, five minutes. And he's got his guitar or whatever the fuck he plays. Or if he plays anything, I don't know. And like he, he's on the stage before the curtain goes up. Somehow they installed a, a huge curtain in the middle of a football stadium. And uh, just as it goes up, just loud music erupts from behind him. And he's like, oh, shit, the heartbreakers are here again. God damn it. I mean, I just want to know what the life of the Heartbreakers is like. You know what Tom Petty's deal is. You know what he wants. But the Heartbreakers just exist out of spite. I feel like, you know, uh, there's that famous story of that uh, that blues musician who went down to the crossroads in Mississippi and made a deal to, to get like a really famous music career. That was a long time ago that that happened. And you feel like maybe the devil, like, he got bored with just like, yeah, your soul for, uh, you know, music career. Maybe it's like, he's got like these really annoying nephews called the Heartbreakers. And he's like, look, Tom Petty, I can give you a music career, but you got to take these nephews off my hand, you know? You just watch them for like your entire lifetime or whatever, and then you'll get that music career. But you just, you got to get them off my back. Now, the devil went down to Georgia, and he was looking for some nephews to give. Uh, I do have unfortunate news about Tom Petty. He passed away three years ago. Oh, well, he's finally free. He's finally free of the heartbreakers. May Tom Petty rest in peace. I just did the sign of the the, the Tom Petty cross. To Yeah. uh, So so hopefully he's finally free. He's up in in, uh, rock star heaven. And he's finally singing all the solos that he wanted to sing. Rockstar Heaven is so hard to get into. It's so different from regular Heaven. A lot of people tell you, ah, it's normal Heaven, you'll be fine. Uh, But Rockstar Heaven's 100% different. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Like, it's not not St. Paul at the gates. It's St. Paul McCarthy not yet dead at the gates. Yeah, it's the important thing to keep in mind about Rockstar Heaven is everyone there is alive. <laughs> right, Except right, right. the people who have died. It's not David and Goliath, it's Dave Grohl and Goliath. Yeah, well, it's it's actually Dave Grohl and Grohliath. <laughs> plays both uh, parts. There's Katie, Katie, Katie... Just Purity. Katie Perry. Just Katie <laughs> Perry. <laughs> just Katie Perry. Yeah, there's Chris Angel. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, he, yeah, ma- magicians can be rock stars, right? Yeah. It, oh, magician is the most rock star career you can have. It, yeah, so it's not St. John. It's St. the Amazing Jonathan. Yeah, there you go. And instead of, um, give me another heaven guy, John the Baptist? Yeah, yeah, there's another one. Yeah, it's uh, d- uh, d- uh, it's um, uh, Penn and Teller. No, <laughs> I do not accept that. It's uh, John uh, Cougar Mellencamp the Baptist. Right, right, yeah. Rockstar Evans, yeah. You know, people are like, oh man, harps and and angels and and little little naked babies or whatever the hell that ain't you know all those classic depictions of of of, of heaven. 
But Rockstar Heaven is like, man, there's like, you know, cheeseburgers in paradise and margaritavilles and, and you know, uh, give me my, my shaker of salt. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot like a margaritaville. Um, they have like electric harps and Chris Angels and uh, naked babes instead of babies. Right, and the babes are like both genders because like they're progressive. Anyone can yeah, be a you babe. Yeah, bimbos and himbos in heaven. And the, and the land shark flows like water. Yeah, the only thing you can drink is land shark. Um, they do have, of course, as it is Rockstar Heaven, unlimited apps, and there's a shitty casino that you can't win any games at, and they have Big Flappy Bird. Yeah, they got Big Flappy Bird, they got uh, Crossy Road, they got, um, and it's the Disney Crossy Road, like it's branded, and yeah. they got they got nin- Fruit Ninja, you know, all the classic uh, casino games. <laughs> Oh man, can you imagine how fucking sick, how fucking sick it is to see Elvis Presley and and Tom Petty and Nick Cave still alive, all like slapping a giant iPhone screen trying to play Wreck-It Ralph Crossy Road while Hell a yeah. Avett Brothers song plays over the loudspeakers. It rules. Rockstar Heaven is like a combination of a Margaritaville, a Dave and Buster's, and a Hooters. Freddie Mercury's over in the corner, like, trying to get that little light going around that circle to line up so he gets all those tickets. Oh, he's been trying to do it for so long. And look, in Rockstar Heaven, the sickest fucks <laughs> in Rockstar <laughs> Heaven. They got all those tickets, and then they bought, like, that little Nerf Gatling gun, and they're just, like, shooting people. And they're like... Yeah. Come back here, um, uh, Andrew McMahon, lead singer of something corporate, I think was his. Come back here, Jeff Buckley. I'm going to shoot you with a, a Nerf gun, you little idiot. Don't hide, yeah. in that, don't hide in that pirate light gun game. Keith Moon got one of those slappy, sticky hands, and he's just like hitting... Uh, Hitting a Pat Benatard with it and like, oh, I'm not touching you. <laughs> man, you go to the you go to the bar and you're like, hey man, can I get a a three foot tall glass of land shark? And it turns around the bartender's Stevie Nicks. She gives right. you like a three three foot tall glass of land shark and a loaded big potato. And she's like, Can you? You only can. That it's is all the you only can thing. ever have. Right, right. They're like, hey, you got, like, water? And she's like, land shark? All day, bro. And like, hey, can I get, like, a scotch on the rocks? And she's like, oh, man, yeah, one land shark with ice in it coming right up. (laughs) And there's a lot of these rock stars are like, hey, I'm sober now. One land shark coming right up, courtesy of Stevie Nicks. Stevie Nicks is a land shark bartending and, you know, a lot like, uh, much like every Margaritaville I've ever been in, Rockstar Heaven has great disparity in the quality of bathrooms, depending on which floor you're on. Right, right. You got to be on that those those top floors to get the best bathrooms. The, the, the Rockstar bathrooms are surprisingly good, but only on the upper floors. On the lower floors, that's where everybody brings their kids. Yeah, the upper floors are called the upper echelon. And it's just, it, it's wall-to-wall, clean, great, silent bathrooms 
but you go one floor down and it's all of the rock star kids and they're just they're peeing everywhere and it's important to note since no rock star has ever had children the rock star kids are smaller versions of existing rock stars that are kid sized because they chose to be yeah it's a real muppet baby scenario where you just got little gene simmons running around like with his tongue his weird long tongue flapping in the wind but he's only like three feet tall and he's got a high-pitched voice yeah and little tiny george harrison is playing incredible mandolin solos and every every surface every surface in rockstar heaven is that like arcade game that's projected from the ceiling onto the floor and you think you play it by stepping on it but nothing ever seems to happen and a lot right. of kids are like stepping on it and screaming at it and you don't really know that it actually does anything yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's real. It's real good, and much like uh, a Margaritaville, uh, if you show up in a group of more than ten and order food, uh, the servers will look at you like you are insane. You will wait over an hour for food, and when you get it, the food will be inexplicably cold and tasteless, and it will also never be what you ordered. Absolutely. However, thankfully, uh, none of the Chromecasts attached to the TVs playing Margaritaville videos are password protected, so you can just like connect to them and play porn on them for fun. Right. And passer buyers, you know, you get like Sarah McLaughlin and and uh, I guess Reese Witherspoon, because her name came into my head. You know, they're passing one of these Chromecast TVs and they're like, why is that is that a robot? doing poetry what why is this on the television and then they just keep walking and secretly you guys you and your party of 10 are laughing while the servers are like i don't know let's say trying to find the lost city of atlantis somewhere because they're nowhere to be found for hours at a time yeah, minimum two hours to get any of your food. I feel like a lot of this is uh, not highly specific criticisms of that one Margaritaville we went to that one time. You know, I felt like we kind of started by describing Rockstar Heaven, but I really feel like we've tapped into something where you and I and a, and a bunch of other improvisers from the Gulf Coast area might have visited a Margaritaville and had... Uh, in my experience, one of the worst restaurant experiences of my life. I'm going to call that the rock star heaven experience. Right, right. If you're not waiting two hours for a burger that's cold when you get there, when it gets there, uh, what, what, what's even the point of rock star heaven, right? Yeah, it's, uh, it's a real situation where you can order food, they serve you the wrong thing, and rather than having to wait two hours to get the right thing, you just don't eat. Damn, that sucks. I, I remember uh, just sort of like falling into a weird fugue state where the food arrived and I blinked and the next second the food was gone and I felt just awful in my stomach area. And I turned to my girlfriend at the time and I said, I want to die. Can I die? And she said, no. That's the Rockstar Heaven experience, baby. <laughs> yeah, man, I, it's crazy that you and I 
uh, have already experienced it. But then again, as we said at the start, everyone in Rockstar Heaven is still alive. Yeah, Rockstar Heaven is desperately wanting to die and being told no and served a land shark. Yeah. So R.I.P. Tom Petty. Hope you're you're down in a land shark on us. Uh, you know, for us in Rockstar Heaven. Just know that when we get there, you know, for the last time, we will not be paying our tab. So, good luck. Yeah, our rip to those who died, Tom Petty. Uh, apparently three years ago. Yeah, quite some time ago. Uh, I don't keep up with current events. Uh, rip to those who died of, of war. Uh, was he in the war? Uh, yeah, the war for his very eternal soul. Oh, right, because everywhere he went, the the devil's nephews, the heartbreakers, followed. Wow. Yeah. That was, yeah, yeah. His, that was his spiritual war, which yeah. is much different than the spiritual war fair that you and I engage in every day, uh, which is the war on Christmas. <laughs> exactly. We're going we're gonna to take it down one day. The re- rest assured. We're going to get yeah. that happy holidays. <laughs> We are an insurgent force, and one day uh, we are going to annihilate Christmas with roadside munitions. Any day now, we'll finally get that final ordinance uh, requisition fulfilled and be able to, to really launch those mortars right in Christmas's jolly face. Yeah, it's a real call of duty against Christmas. Call of... Call of... Call of Duty, hold on, Call of Duty, Modern, no, there's nothing there. Call of Duty, Black Ops, no, there's nothing there. Call of Duty, Christmas of Duty, I'll come back to it. All right, let, let it percolate for a while. But speaking of uh, spiritual warfare that we engage in every day, John. Uh-huh. I, I, I don't... We kind of talked about this a little before we started recording, but, like, I don't know about you, but I've just been feeling really just unfocused, really just sort of like, uh, and I, I've said this word to you in, in text form a lot, but just, like, listless lately. Yeah, I, I definitely have felt that way over the last three or four days. I don't know. I've I've had good days mixed in there, but, man, just... When you asked me earlier uh, what I had been doing, I don't even know if you asked me that directly. I think it, it was like implied that we were having a conversation about the things we've been spending our time doing. My initial response was, oh, I've been playing video games. I think I've done that for maybe a grand total of an hour in the last week. And otherwise, I've just kind of been on social media, watching video essays on YouTube. This, by the way, has become a problem. Uh, And I don't even know that I have consumed any media that I would care to talk about. I feel like when all of this started, like, we've been through kind of a weird journey in, you know, of isolation and quarantine when all of this started the general perception was okay this is going to be a few weeks and then it's going to be over and so we all had like a full tank of gas and then a couple of months in it became very clear that all right 
this isn't going to be quick. And mm-hmm. a few for a few people, they ran through their gas really quick, and you know they they started to kind of panic right then and there. But for me, the the uh, the realization that this wasn't going to be over anytime soon, like that, kind of refilled my tank a little bit. And then flash forward another couple of months, and even though I, I've I've sort of uh, rationed the use of of my my gas tank, I now find myself down the road quite some ways from the nearest gas station without any hope of another gas station in sight. And I'm finally running on empty for the first time in this, 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 this isolation quarantine period. I'm out of things to do, you know, I, uh, definitely agree. And one thing that I keep coming back to is like, and we won't get into it because I don't want to talk about the situation because it bums me out. But initially when people were like, yeah, it could be like September before, uh, before things start getting back to normal, which when all this stuff started happening, I was like, that is an impossibly long time from now. Uh, that is so far in the future that I cannot even comprehend this going on that long. And now it looks like this is something that will continue uh, in our country for months if not years. <laughs> so we, yeah. now facing down the fact that this is an indefinite crisis, I'm starting to realize that I have to get a lot better at just kind of being in it and being with myself. Right, and I have to significantly change my life if I don't leave this country. Yeah, for sure. Um, so this past weekend, we did a social distanced visit to Jamie's aunt and uncle, uh, who live in town. And uh, for some context, Jamie's aunt is uh, a chemist who's really distinguished distinguished in her field. Uh, she was like the the president of LSU science department for a number of years, and uh, she's a very learned, very educated individual. And she looked at us in the face and said, "I don't believe there's going to be a vaccine ever." And to hear that coming from her, who is not you know a whack job or like a, a media junkie, not, not like an uninformed person just kind of broke me a little bit. Yeah. And like, I did a little bit of research and apparently I, I can't confirm, you know, the rumblings that I, I've, I've looked, but apparently it's kind of already mutated once. And so a vaccine would be great if it wasn't, hadn't, had mutated, mm-hmm. but apparently it might have, and that is frightening. Yeah. And I, I was also reading, uh, once again, don't want to get too per, super far into coronavirus stuff. I know. Yeah. We'll pull out soon. Uh, but I was reading that like, there's a, this article that was talking about how there's like a, uh, a spurious uh, drive within certain news organizations. I, I don't want to like get close to saying, "Oh, they're fear mongering," because that's 
a tactic that people who like don't want to wear their mask and want to make things normal again say. Uh, but there is a, a certain amount of like scientific fluff that gets thrown around with the coronavirus about potential mutations and airborne spread and spreading up to like 300 feet in aerosols and stuff like that. And, and for the most part, a lot of it is kind of overblown for effect uh, which is a shame because it is a thing that we need to care about and we have good science about it. So I, I tend to not consume too much media that would tell me that a vaccine is not going to happen ever. Uh, I kind of like to hold out hope for that, but I I guess I see where she was coming from. And, I, you know, she didn't elaborate too much. She said that and we quickly moved on. And, you know, it's just the opinion of one person. But still to hear those words aloud. I don't know. It broke yeah. me a little bit. And, and you know, uh, it's we don't a demoralizing need to, week. We don't need to dwell on it. Like The good news is we can survive without a vaccine as long as we individually take every step that we can to, to protect ourselves and, you know, we'll get by for some time without catching the virus. I don't know. It's just, I, there's no gas station in sight, John. Yeah. It's uh this week has been the only time that I've really seriously considered, and it's an impossibility at this point, but I very seriously considered, Hey, maybe I'll live in a different country. Yeah, it, it, it's it's weird that it's becoming a very uniquely American thing, the just life with COVID, because yeah. New Zealand is, is completely open again. New Zealand is, they're even starting film production again in New Zealand. And, and other countries that did very similar things like South Korea, that they're completely open and, and good again. And Japan, despite a few... Um, U.S. Marines, not I think they were Marines. I'm not sure. U.S. soldiers on Japanese soldier on soil, uh, they're they're COVID free. So other countries have proven that you can smartly get rid of the virus and get back to a normal life. It's just for whatever reason, America doesn't want to. I I don't know. We I. I the thing that I would always say is like, oh, it's part of this like toxic individualist myth. Uh, but it's getting harder and harder for me. And I know we keep saying we'll move away from this and we're not. Uh, we're going to, harder, don't worry. It's getting harder and harder for me to believe as an individual uh, in the inherent goodness of people right now. Because I'm in a very dark place about how people, both in positions of power and in their individual lives, have acted. Right. So, to hop on a plane and get away from this conversation, but still kind of linger in the general area, if you could live anywhere, any country that's not the U.S., uh, what's your first pick, you know, ideal world, you know, don't, don't nothing, nothing to consider. Where would you live if it's not the U.S.? Oh, I've thought about this many times. Uh, and I'm going to say Iceland. Iceland. All right. Yeah. They're, uh, they got, they got a, a, 
you know, relatively small population, but they're extremely patriotic when it comes to their soccer team finally getting into the World Cup. This is what I know about Iceland. Uh, it's also like 100% renewable energy. I kind of like ideologically where a lot of these people are coming from. It's pretty spread out. It's beautiful. Um, it's bitterly cold, but everything's a volcano. So just hot <laughs> spring and you'll be fine. There, there was that volcanic eruption a couple of years ago that like grounded all of Europe- European flight patterns. So you could live on a tiny island nation that potentially has the power to affect the entire world. And that's pretty there badass. I, I, I always thought that I would very much like a Scandinavian country. They have a nice like social welfare system. They typically pay people well. I was watching this YouTube video about a, a woman who makes like $34,000 a year, and she's the sole income earner for her family in Finland. And they have like two kids and a house, and her student loan payment is like $16 a month. Oh my god. That's funny that it's funny that they still have student loans, but like they're super manageable. <laughs> yeah, it's it's almost as if they instituted student loans, but they were reasonable about it. Um Iceland is always uh, oh, not always. Iceland is also where the benevolent version of Thor lives in Neil Gaiman's American Gods. Oh, Thur? Maybe that's what he's called? Oh, I no idea. Anyway, uh, I won't get too much into it, but, you know, the nice ver- version of, of Thor lives there instead of the mean one that ended up in America. And, uh, Henry, where would you live, and why is it Jair Bolsonaro's Brazil? <laughs> uh, so I thought about this a lot, and if I would move to a new country. I kind of think it would be Canada. Oh. Um, I don't know. Like, it's one of those jokes that you make kind of like throughout high school, you know, when you're secretly laughing about your fears of the draft and you read Tim O'Brien's, the things they carried and you read about the, the, the passage about him trying to flee to Canada and in your mind, you think, just go. Like, what the fuck are you turning around for, you you person? But it becomes kind of cemented in your head that Canada is kind of a cool place. They've got, like, socialized health care, and uh, they've got a unique, varied culture. You've got, like, the French side and then the, the more British Columbia side, and there's just a lot there that seems really neat. And I feel like... It's not too different from where I grew up, so the culture shock would be minimal and not, I don't know, like uh, like an existential thing. Yeah, there's a lot to Canada, and Canada's a beautiful place. I can't blame you. You, you can't? Wonder... Can it, you can't Canada blame me? Canada can't blame you. If, if I rush to the Canadian border, do you think I'd be shot? Uh, so right now, the funny thing is, like I say that, but we're the, <laughs> this is so bizarre. North America is made up of three countries, Canada, the U.S., and Mexico. And right now, the Mexican and Canadian borders are closed by Canada and Mexico. Like, that's a weird, a weird thing. 
Because I always thought it would be the U.S. that would close their borders to the other two out of a weird sense of superiority. But now it's like Canada and Mexico are like, no, no, we just don't want your shit. I mean, have you... So the situation's dire, obviously. There's a bunch of memes floating around of uh, of people talking about Texans bringing the coronavirus to places because our state is so bad right now. Uh, I, Florida's I worse. I can't blame... I cannot blame the countries for doing that, but it certainly makes me feel like I'm in a shitty cage when every other country is saying, your handling of this is so bad and we're so afraid of you that we're not letting you in our country. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Uh, However, I would like to give you, uh, speaking of quarantine and Jair Bolsonaro, I would like to give you a Bolsonaro update. And I would welcome it. For, for our listeners at home who may, who may not remember, uh, Bolsonaro is the leader of Brazil. Is that true? Yeah, shitty authoritarian leader of Brazil. And he, he actively made fun of COVID and said they're not testing because it's a hoax. And then later got diagnosed with COVID. Exactly. Uh, so just a quick update. Uh, I'm going to read you uh, two kind of <laughs> in-tone... Uh, <laughs> Pretty different headlines. Uh, So quick update on our sweet Bolsonaro. Fox News is reporting uh, Brazil's President Bolsonaro uh, bitten by ostrich-like bird during coronavirus quarantine. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait, what? Uh, And then, hold on. From... Associate Press, Bolsonaro called his isolation from the coronavirus horrible and was shortly afterwards publicly bitten by an emu. Wow. Okay, an emu. That makes more sense. Ostrich-like bird. Uh, all right. So Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro is sick of quarantine in an effort to cheer himself up. The COVID-19 stricken leader thought it would be a good idea to pose for the press feeding the emus outside his residence. However, according to Brazilian media, one bird, with exceptional comic timing, uh, pecked the fed-up president. <laughs> uh, incredible. That's amazing. Who knew your, your dissenters went so far as just being on your premises in bird form? I listen. Hats off to that emu. The so you know I can see like the uh, the the voiceover narrator for the inevitable biopic going like when Bolsonaro got COVID, he thought the only thing he had to worry about was the disease, but little did he know the bird was coming for him. I very much want a picture of him being bitten by an emu and to caption it, uh, the world is healing, uh, (laughs) this is the cure, Uh, humans humans are the virus. (laughs) Humans are the virus, nature is healing, natural order restored, Bolsonaro bitten by bird. Bolsonaro bitten by bird, that's your headline, like. It's all bees. That's like a New York Post kind of Bolsonaro bolstered in bungalow uh bitten by bird yeah 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 uh to borrow some lingo from a john mulaney bit bozo bolsonaro bolstered in bungalow bitten by bird 
Yeah, that would be pretty good. You got to throw the bozo in there. It would be very interesting if he suddenly uh, lost all of his symptoms and we realized that the vaccine is just a solid emu bite. Right, right. Yeah, like, he's such an idiot, but he him getting bitten leads to the cure. And if it was being written, like, in a weird, I don't know, FX drama, like, he wouldn't share that he got bit. Because he would be like, oh, it wounds my pride. I can't let them know I was bitten by emu. I don't know why he's Russian. But uh, um, but it turns out that's the cure. But nobody knows because of his hubris. You sit down with a doctor and they're like, you have to get bitten by an emu. And you're like, D- can't you like figure out what it is in an emu? And turn it into a vaccine? No, I. we can't. For some reason, specifically, an emu bite is what does it. We can't explain it. I wish we could, to be honest with you. It's one of those scenes where like, the scientist is standing in front of co- Congress and he's like, the fall that comes with like the shame and the lack of dignity from being bitten by an emu, that counteracts the virus. And they're like, we just don't, we don't, we're not going to have an emu bite all of our citizens. It's not, it's just, that's not feasible. Your science is not proven. And then like the virus gets worse. <laughs> yeah, that, that's pretty much what would happen. I, yeah. Is it possible? Almost definitely not. Uh, but would it be possible to have a global level event like the coronavirus be solved by something? And then science is like, yeah, we genuinely have no explanation as to why this works. Like if it was something like from the Middle Ages, like leeches or something. Right, right. And they can't They can't even posit a guess as to why it works. You know, before we discovered the mold that, you know, created penicillin, People used to patch wounds of moldy bread and like you would get they would get some of that that molds that would end up being penicillins like healing benefits. We just need to start doing some weird medieval shit and hoping some of that counteracts uh, COVID somehow. Yeah, we just need to, uh, you know, um, what's the word? Just put onions over people's eyes. Yeah, we need, we need to balance our humors. Man, I just need some of that black bile. Mm-hmm. Get rid of that black bile. That's that's the COVID bile. I don't know. We, we gotta, like, bury people with bells tied to their fingers. There we that's go. That's not right. <laughs> that's, not, that's not a good one. We need to fix it with a poultice. Oh, what's a poultice? It's like a mixture of herbs and, like, garbage that people used to put on hurt knees or whatever. Oh, yeah. Oh, snake oil. That's what it is. It's finally. Literal snake oil. Yeah. These salesmen, these these peddlers of, of miracle cures have been going around the country for literally decades. Not decades. Eons. And, uh, it, it you know, they, they were always selling a cure they just didn't know what it cured yet. And, and finally, snake oil will cure COVID. I will say that I have now resorted to reading the death tolls of other pandemics to make me feel better oh. about our current situation. Holy shit, that's a weird way to get a boost. 
Yeah, I was like, no Black Plague. That's like 200 million people. Phew. Yeah, I, yeah, decimated the uh, the the entire uh, population of Europe. Yeah, rip to those who died. Uh, so I think I think the nineteen eighteen Spanish flu might have more uh, fatalities. Yeah, a lot of them have us beat. So you know, there's still hope. Yeah, I mean, we're not okay. Yeah, yeah there's still hope. There's still hope. That's what that is the message. That is the takeaway. Find the ways to give you hope for John. It's reading the death tolls of other plagues. For yeah. me, it's it, it, it's hoping that uh, Arthur Miller, the literary figure, who I don't know what he actually sold in the play because it was boring, but he, he somehow comes into our world filled with snake oil and sells it to people and they get, I think it was a vacuum salesman. Yeah, I think that's right. I don't know. Death of the Salesman is really depressing. It's a stupid... I don't like it. I like Waiting for Godot a lot better. Okay, so I'm gonna throw... A, I'm gonna throw a curveball at you. Oh, man. This is gonna hurt, because I, I, I'm not gonna be able to catch it. It's gonna curve at me. So we're talking about which countries, you know, we would live in... Uh, no questions asked, right? No, Yeah, no questions asked, unless it's Thailand, and then I've got several hundred questions. So what I'd like to do is give you a list of countries that are still accepting American passports, and then you pick from those. That is fascinating. Let's do it. Okay, so your first one, I'm, real, I'm coming out swinging with a pretty good one. Albania. I don't know anything about Albania. Where is that East Europe? Uh, I think so. Uh, across the Adriatic Sea from Italy, the former communist country of Albania, uh, resumed international commercial flights as of June 15th, 2020. So they're uh, fresh and ready to mingle. Uh, and the only statement on their U.S. Embassy website that says travelers should prepare for restrictions to be put into effect with little to no advance notice. Uh, their flag is a two-headed eagle, and that's pretty badass, so they're a high contender right now. Okay, Albania's pretty good. How about Cambodia? Um, didn't the Knights of Sidonia have a Cambodia song? They might have. Wait. You mean, wait, was Knights of Sidonia Muse? No. I don't know bands. I, I'm i thinking of uh, Guitar Hero 3. <laughs> oh, there you go. Uh, now, just keep in mind that Cambodia comes with a caveat. Uh, if you go to Phnom Penh International Airport, uh, as of June 10th, upon arrival, all foreign passengers are required to deposit $3,000 at the airport to pay for the virus prevention service. Holy shit, that, that is a caveat. Uh, visitors will be required to take a COVID-19 test, and if negative, the remaining funds will be returned minus $150 to cover the cost of the test and a fully catered day in the waiting center. So if you want a fully <laughs> catered day and a, oh. and a definite coronavirus test, Cambodia seems like a pretty sweet place to go. Cambodia, just from the uh, Google image results, seems to be home to a lot of really cool temples like the uh, the Angkor Wat. 
Um, for sightseeing, it, it, it's got a lot going on. Its flag, for those curious, is of a temple. So that's pretty cool. They're really wearing their attractions on their sleeve. Now, of course, a positive test result will carry serious financial and social consequences because you will be hospitalized under medical care plus a 14-day quarantine uh, for all of your fellow inbound flight passengers and affiliated expenses. So oh, man. you're really rolling the dice with Cambodia. That is a high-risk, high-reward scenario. Uh, I might put that one on the back burner. What else you got? Uh, so Cambodia, I'll say Cambodia, but the Dominican Republic. Oh, as as the standard immigration customs form. Fill out a health affidavit. Uh, you basically just have to say that you have not had any symptoms within seventy-two hours of travel. Uh, if you're presenting symptoms or registering a temperature above one hundred point six degrees Fahrenheit, uh, you'll be tested, isolated, and potentially treated for the virus. So sounds pretty sweet. You could live it up in the Caribbean. Why not? Uh, let's see. Ecuador, Dubai. All right. Those are two strong candidates. Dubai, there's a lot of oil money. Yeah, there's a there's a big beach. Ecuador gives you a mandatory 14-day quarantine, so vacation, baby. Right, right. And all... And all you pay expense to be quarantined. Yeah, okay. Let's see. Egypt. All right. Some sites to see there, I suppose. Uh, Jamaica. If you're coming specifically from Texas or Florida, uh, you have to be tested at the airport. All right. So that might be out because uh, I'm coming from Texas. So even though Jamaica would be nice to live there, I stayed a week there on vacation once. Now, if you want to enjoy the height of coronavirus luxury, might I suggest Kosovo? Kosovo? I have not heard of Kosovo. Kosovo is, they're the real land of the free in this world because no testing or quarantine is required for travelers arriving in Kosovo. Kosovo which borders Serbia, Montenegro, Albania, and Macedonia, is a tiny, tiny little country with, with a couple of cities. You could... St- oh, come on, Matt. Would you buffer? Would you become clear? Uh, you could stay in such, such cities such as Vustri or Gichilan. Or Fabulous Gichilan. Gichilan. Yeah. Prizren. <laughs> These are you great. You, wanna, you know you want to visit Prizren. You gotta you gotta you gotta stop in Prizren. You gotta let, let's see what the flag of Kosovo looks like. Uh for some reason I'm only getting maps. Oh! Kosovo uh, their flag is a cutout of the country under six stars. Okay, I wonder what those six stars are for. I think it's one for each city in Kosovo. That sounds about right. Now, let me say, you can go to Mexico, by the way. You can't cross the border, but you can fly into Mexico. Okay, so just the border is closed, not the country. That's interesting. Mexico, is they've got good food. 
Yeah, Mexico is great. You can go to northern Macedonia, but God help you if you try to go to southern Macedonia. (laughs) (laughs) So wait, Albania, Kosovo, and northern Macedonia. If you pick any of those countries, you could go to any of the other two because they all neighbor each other. Why limit yourself to one country, John? Especially since Serbia is on the table. Oh, so pick Kosovo. You're in the hub. You can go north, southwest, or southeast and be fine. It's like going to Memphis. You have every destination city just within driving distance. That's not true. Uh, there's a lot of places <laughs> you can go. You Go to Reno. You could go to Vegas. Away <laughs> from Memphis? Uh, sure. Uh, what I'm saying is, is that what you Kosovo, said? Kosovo is the Memphis of Eastern Europe. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, so wait, is Montenegro on your list? It is not. Oh, you cannot go directly west. Do not try. <laughs> Do not try. You will, <laughs> Do be not. you will be turned away. But what about? Oh wait, no. All right, so east of Serbia. So you're fine. You can go in most of the cardinal directions. Uh, that's yeah, that's, that's uh, Kosovo's slogan right now. Come to Kosovo. You could go most cardinal directions. Now, if you want, you could go to Tanzania. Oh, I got to type that officially, in. Officially open to tourists. However, tourists must agree to health surveillance upon arrival. Okay, so you might have some civil civil liberties evaded, but you could come visit. Now, it didn't say come move there to live, though. Uh, yeah, I think this list is primarily for visitors, but, you know, once you're in a country, can they make you leave? Squatters' rights. Claim squatters' rights at every turn. Squatters' rights in Tanzania. Tanzania borders the Indian Ocean. Looks like a fun time. Uh, are there any other African countries that are open? Like, uh, I don't know, Mozambique or Kenya? Some of the neighboring uh, Tanzania. Is. Come again? Rwanda? Uh, that doesn't seem to be by Tanzania, so that does not help me. Damn it. Yeah, sorry. Uh, Kosovo has more more travel options for now. But Tanzania stay in such great cities such as Tabora or Dodoma, which is the legislative capital. Now, I will say, if you really... This is the cream of the crop. You oh, we found it? Ukraine. The Ukraine! The Ukraine who might technically be at war with Russia, but we don't talk about it? Listen, enjoy beautiful Ukraine because they've got their situation handled. The U.S. is considered a red zone country in Ukraine, meaning it has more than 40 active coronavirus cases per 100,000 people. We know that. We've been known that. Uh, However, (laughs) to gain entry to Ukraine, passengers have to download a Divdoma app and choose one of three options. Uh, You can either take a COVID-19 test within 24 hours of crossing the border, enter an isolation unit, ooh, fancy, or quarantine at your destination, which you can register for on the app to then be tracked. 
Wow. Uh, yeah, uh, Ukraine, stay in such great cities such as Dnipro-Dzerzhsky. Got a lot. Or the or the sister city, Dnipropetrovsky. You gotta go to Dnipropetrovsky. Oh, <laughs> uh, go to Uman, which is the easiest of these cities to say, or Sumi, or you know why not why not take a summer why not summer in Kamyanitspodilskiy. Listen, I just have one thing to say. If it's wrong to want to stay in Ukraine, sue me. <laughs> That's pretty good. I and of course, it. we can freely travel to the United Kingdom. What? The whole time I could just move to Britain? Well, there's a 14-day quarantine, and yeah, you could just go to the United Kingdom. They already speak my language. They just spell different. I think of all of those uh, all of those options, John. You asked me for my honest opinion. I I think I have to go with. Uh, um, hold on, I gotta look up how to pronounce it. I have to go with Kosovo. Gotta go with Kosovo. I agree a hundred percent. No other option gave me the travel options to go north, southwest, or southeast. So, like, I'm surrounded by countries that I could freely travel to. That sounds like a win for me. Because you know me, if I'm moving to a new country with, with free access, I'm, I'm not going to be a homebody. I'm going to travel. Let's go to Serbia. Let's go to northern Macedonia. Let's go to Albania. These are all places that I can name. And for the love of God, don't go west. No, no, they will shoot you. Do not go to Montenegro. Do not go there. That is not a good place for you because they will they will shoot you with their COVID guns. Yes, they will shoot you uh, right in the face. It's a lot like going to Europe and then, you know, hopping on the train and going to Italy and France. You know, make yeah. a day of it. Serbia, Kosovo. Take a nap, end up in Serbia, you know. Uh you know, hop on a train, end up in, in northern Macedonia. It's real easy. I doubt they even check passports at the border because no, do not also- go to the Czech Republic. Do not, do not go to the Czech Republic. You will be shot. The Czech Republic. Oh, I thought you said check passports. Oh, yeah, I did. I said they don't check passports. Do not go to the Czech Republic under no circumstances. <laughs> Should you go to the Czech Republic, they will hang you. Uh, okay, um, um, they do not, they won't even look at your passport. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, cool. Uh, yeah, Kosovo, man. Uh, Kosovo. I know you said if you take a nap in Kosovo, you might, you know, wake up in Serbia. I know you meant that as in you're traveling there, but from what I know of Kosovo, I think that might happen anyway if you choose to take a nap in Kosovo. Take a nap in Kosovo. You don't know where you'll end up or what you'll be doing or who will have a knife in your face. Kosovo. COVID paradise. Kosovo, the best country that starts with K. Kenya? Ah, damn it. Kenya's way better. (laughs) I was just trying to think of another country that started with K. I thought there weren't any. 
Canada. <laughs> oh, Russian Canada? Yeah, the one that starts with a K. There we go. Well, now that we know that we're all going to live in Kosovo... That's giving us the hope we need to fill our tanks and get onto that sunset. And speaking of sunsets, I think we're sundowning right here on the podcast. That's right. I would like to ask you favor. Please join my campaign. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no. Oh. Anyway, take it away, Corn Pop. Remember when... We're not going to get into it. Just make sure, John, absolutely just make sure you put on that record player because you got to hear a million words before preschool, and that record player is the only way that you can do that. You got to the oh. record player. You got to you gotta the record player, Jack. Oh, poor Jack. And if you want to send us your tips about how people are telling people how to raise their babies, uh, you can tweet at us. On Twitter.com, you got to go to the handle ZCPCWHJ. John knows what that stands for. That's right. That stands for Zosovo, Kosovo, Posovo, Kosovo, Wosovo, Hosejovosejov. Kosovo, the official sponsor of Zero Credits. You can hit us up on Twitter. Give us your Kosovo travel trips, tips, trips, or tips. We'll take them. And if you want to send us a longer sort of thing, uh, send us an email anytime at email. Well, it's weird to say at email. Send us an email to the address email at zerocredits.net. We will be prompt in our response and always uh, include a stamp. You You could check us out on Facebook, but don't. Instead, head over to Spotify We're in the podcast section of Spotify. You can find us listed at zero credits, open parentheses, S, close parentheses. You will find us on Spotify, and you can listen to us with your favorite new hit music, Doja Cat. That's a musician, Doja Cat, right? Doja Cat. Uh, We're also on... Apple Podcast, you can just search Zero Credits, you'll find us. But if you could do us a huge favor and lead us a review and give us one of them star ratings on, on iTunes, that would be really great. We'd really appreciate it. I know every podcast asks you to do that, but we wouldn't say it if it didn't help us out. You gotta help us out. If you don't help us out, we're like a trout out of water. We're gonna flop around. It's going to be real bad. Uh, But the most important thing you could do right now is uh, send a text, send an email, send an instant message. Get in contact, socially distance with a friend. Tell them that you listen to Zero Credits. Tell them that every episode fills you with the light you need to get through the week. And if we ever skipped a week, you you wouldn't know where you would be. And that's what keeps us going. Tell them, listen to Zero Credits. Tell them to start from the beginning. We get better with age. And uh, that's the that's the word of the mouth that we need. It comes through the fingers these days, but it's the word of the mouth that we need to survive.
Oh, sorry. Was I re- supposed to respond to that? Yeah, if you could just engage with that prompt okay. that I just get, I just gave the prompt. If you could just respond to that, okay. And from everyone here at the Zero Credits Infinite Bathroom Zero Bedroom Studios, we would like to wish you. Now, Henry, we're going to do something a little bit different. You'll say goodbye after I say have a happy week, and then I'll say goodbye in Albanian, the language of Kosovo. Okay, uh, I, 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 um, I think I get it. All right. Uh, so from everyone here at the Zero Credits Infinity Number of Bathrooms No Bedroom Studios, we want to wish you a happy week. Okay, it's at that point where then you would start to say goodbye, and then I would say the Albanian version of goodbye. Oh, okay. I, I, was, I thought you were doing like a practice run-through uh, I didn't really quite know when my cue was. Uh, you want to take that again? I think I think I'll get it. No, I'm sorry. Was there, was I supposed to respond to that? Oh wait, are you saying it? I thought. Am I? So are you? Are you? Are you? We'll do it on. Am I? Am I? Am I? Am I, am I, am I we'll, okay. We'll do, okay. One, two, one, two, three. Guess your crushlet jet auto plot Goodbye. <laughs>